Welcome to Skip This Podcast. My name's Luke. And my name's Brownie. We're just a couple of mates who decided to get together and talk about our own mental health. Along the way, we'll chat to some real people and hear their stories and advice on how they deal with mental health. So if this doesn't sound like it's for you, feel free to skip this. Or listen. Oh, I don't really care. I've got to do the clap. Oh, yeah, you got to do the clap. <laughs> You've probably just peeked on my mics, but welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi. Nathan's back. Hello. We're at uh, episode... This is number 26. Yeah, it's pretty sick. But as we started season two, we've just changed it to go back to episode, to two. episode two now. Yeah. Um, we had a, an awesome uh, guest last week, yes. Rob Pisto, obviously. Yes. And uh, sure enough, had a little daughter. Yeah, in he the did. time between our recording and this episode. Yeah, yeah. He squeezed the daughter in. Yeah, little well, Banksy. Squeezed the daughter out. Well, <laughs> she, Mads he did. He didn't. Mads yeah. did. Uh, little Banksia. Two days after. Yeah. So we're stoked for him and uh, he's going straight into dad We talk mode. about a guy who dedicates so much time to so many others. He was on our podcast at 9pm two nights before his um, beautiful wife gave birth. What a man. Yeah, he is a good man. Um, and talking about a good man, the um, we've received some prizes already for our yes. uh, raffle yes. for, the, for the Loop the Lake Challenge. Yes. We've built some teams as well. We're yeah, up to we've got a couple a, of teams two now. Two teams, yeah. yeah. So, Skip, this is presenting two teams. Yeah, so that'll be fun. You're not You're not going to do any activity. No, nah, I'm running the event. Yeah, you're running I'm using the event. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not running. <laughs> I'm in charge of the event itself. Uh, yeah, so. Activation. Yeah, you're Using my 16 years in events. And the raffle. You, you, you nailed that last yeah, time. Yeah, auctioneer. So, uh, the prizes we got are from Audio Technica, so two pairs of uh, true wireless earbuds, basically, that three hundred bucks each. Yep. Uh, and then ten pairs 10? of sport Bluetooth in ears worth one hundred twenty nine bucks oh, each. Twelve hundred. Shit. Two so, grand's worth of prizes already. So, and yeah. that's our first thing. Um, that's and Obviously, the Loot the Lake, uh, I want to mention what the actual fundraising is for. It's for the Juvenile Arthritis Foundation Australia. Yep. And uh, it's basically they. They don't receive the same sort of um, sort of care and, and acknowledgement that a lot of other charities do in Australia. Yep. Uh, and obviously, one of our um, our old guests that came on the show. Yep. Um, Adam Peacock. Adam Peacock. Great, great mate of mine from the soccer days, from yeah. the glory, glory to Pitwater days. Uh, obviously, his daughter has juvenile arthritis, and so we want to do everything we can to to raise a, a good amount of money for them. Yeah, to get, and get just awareness going. generally, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Because not a lot of people know about this. Exactly, and so those prizes I need to mention is that uh, I'll start with a funny story. Is that um, well, it's not funny, but Ooh, it's I'm quite the funny quirky. Story guy. You are the funny story guy. Basically, last week before the show, my headphones died. Yep. Um, and I was saying to, at the end of the show to Nathan, I said, oh, it'd be so good if we had some sort of partner that could just give us some, some equipment to, yeah. to fix this monstrosity of a setup that I've come up with over the year. And, uh, and sure enough, one of our old mates, Josh Buckingham, reached out to us. Yep. He's from Audio Technica. And he obviously said, uh, I've got heaps of stuff to donate as prizes, but then also if you guys want anything, let me know. And so yep. he's hooking us up with new mics got a, and we headphones. we got an audio partner. So 100% we have a 100% actual sponsor partner How good. Uh, for the show. So I was on the email chain today with um, Joshua and Lucas and they were they there was a circle jerk over gear and stuff that I'd <laughs> never heard of but I enjoy, I enjoyed the enthusiasm that Lucas went at him on the You have no idea with. like I, I I don't I literally no. have no idea. I don't even have headphones because yours broke and you took my ones. Honestly, the stuff I built out this system with and I won't bad name another company but 
the stuff I built out this system with was a cheap version of what I could afford at the time. But if I had the choice, it would have been Audio Technica mics because mm-hmm. they're just they're the tits. They're the tits. They they're are. the bees knees. They will make you sound even more nasally than you already do. Oh, good. Do. <laughs> so very good. Just what I need. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, um, no, unreal. Thank you, uh, JB, a, a lot lifetime friend of mine. I, I was with our guest's kid just before. He's a I used to play soccer with with Josh in uh, Colorado Plateau under seven. So yeah, that's good story. Right. I used to play, I think, opens basketball with JB. That's where I met him. So yep. that's two opposite ends of the world. Yeah. Um, okay. So should we get into the show? I think we've talked about a lot. Um, we obviously want to spruik. We'll do it on the socials. We'll spruik that um, charity event a bit more. Yep. And how people can donate and everything like that. But yeah, a couple of grand raised already. So it's going. So it's good. moving. Let's get into this. Let's Are you going to do the intro? No, I, I write it, you read it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so. I haven't been very good. I'm zero from two on the intros, so I, I would prefer. That's why up. I come with no notes because okay. I prefer not to read shit. So launched in May 27, which 2017, sorry. Oh. I already stuffed up. Uh, Man Anchoring is an organisation that's dedicated to the enlightenment of the modern man on a wide range of issues and topics. The Man Anchor organisation has a passion for creating awareness for men's health with a focus on getting men talking about mental and physical health. He is a salesman by trade, but the founding member of Man Anchor by passion, he is Steve Gamble. And he's sitting right here. You like that? I love it. I love it. Yeah, you can have that for your resume. (laughs) Uh, I stole a lot of that off your website. Yeah, (laughs) that's how we get all our information. I think it's just off the website. Thanks so much for for having us here in your little space. Welcome to the Manica Dungeon. Welcome to the Manica Dungeon. Yes, thank you. I've seen this in a lot of um, social posts and whatnot, so it's good to finally be here in... um, Almost near my old stomping ground of Colorado Plateau, so we are mobile oh, again. This is the scene of many a crime, I reckon, around this area of Nathan Brown. No comment. <laughs> plead the fifth. Can I plead the fifth? You, it's yeah, pled. you can do it. <laughs> so without telling us a full history about its conception, what is Man Anchor? Man Anchor has evolved since I first kicked it off back in 2017. But what it is, it's, it's an organisation that's designed to educate and empower the community. And we originally started for males because I could see with the people in my life that there was a need, and per, and me, a need for real conversations around mental health, and I needed that point to kick them off, a lot like you guys kicking off this podcast. Um, and so that's where it kicked off from. But what Man Anchor is is really about empowering and educating the community because once we, we, we get that education, it really removes that fear yeah. and gets people out there talking about it. What fears, it. what fears specifically, like being embarrassed to talk about feelings? Oh, like there, what? There's, there's, so, there's so many. Yep. And everyone, everyone's a little bit different. Yep. Everyone's a little bit different. Some people will be scared about talking about their lived experience, Yep. which is understandable. Absolutely. Because um, they don't know what response they're going to get. And you guys have spoken about that time and time again. Uh, there's those that want to support someone but don't want to stuff it up, mm-hmm. you know, and that education helps there. Yep. And the education helps with those people with lived experience because they get to work out, hey, I'm not alone here. Yep. Um, and then there's the wider community mm-hmm. where it starts to become acceptable Yep. in society, in the workplace, and it all slowly builds. Mm. Everyone with has a – you guys would have a different experience, lived experience with mental health and an understanding of mental health and everyone's got a different yeah. experience and, and understanding of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we can 
all educate ourselves a little bit, we slowly start to build our literacy levels around mental health yep. up to that, at least that baseline. Mm. And all that fear of saying the wrong thing, reaching out to the wrong person goes away. Yeah. You know, all those perceived stigmas and barriers start to fall away. Yeah, right. And so I read up a little bit about how it started, but I, I kind of, I kind of just sifted through it, so I wanted to hear it mm. like man to man. Um, how did you start it? How to start? Well, it's it started it started online um, because I felt like there was a need to to kickstart the conversation, as I said earlier. Yeah. And in my life, I'd had experiences with friends and family um, that had lived through mental health disorders, and like most young adolescent men. Uh, I didn't have the tools or the emotional um, fortitude or intelligence to be able to support them. Mm. And, you know, as I grew older and my emotional intelligence grew, I decided, well, I worked out that, you know, well, I really misread that. And imagine if I read it right, what a, what a difference and what impact that would have made on that individual's life. Mm. Um, and so I thought, well, after a conversation with my partner about, Social media. Look, I I really dislike social media. At the time, I disliked social mm. media. Actually, I hated social mm. media. Now, some people call me a social media whore now <laughs> because they, they see me always uh, on it. Yeah, guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reality of it was was I, I didn't know about it. I didn't know how many people I could touch in a really short time um, using social media. So my wife explained the role of an influencer and it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I thought, how in the world does society <laughs> get influenced by what they see on Facebook or Instagram? Mm. And it blew my mind. And we went out that night. I should preference it. My wife works for um, a hair removal brand, which is ironic when you when oh, you yeah. when you look at me. <laughs> yeah. And don't worry, when yeah. you leave, when you leave, you we get, get the product. You get the product. You get the waxes. You get the creams. Oh wow. <laughs> So, um, and so, because she—that's how it happened. She explained that you know she was looking at influencer, and I said, "What the frick is an influencer?" Yeah. On the way there, she explained it. I went out for dinner, had a few too many wines. Woke up the next day a little bit hungover, and went, "Wow, an influencer!" Well, I don't want to be one of those people, but imagine if you can influence positive change yeah. by someone flicking through a feed. And I started thinking about it, and then later on that week. I, I never had Instagram. I went, I'm going to start an Instagram account. And I, I didn't tell anyone I started the Instagram account. So yeah. then I started putting up little posts and I didn't tell anyone. And the, the first post, I got like 10 likes. Yeah. I didn't even know about hashtags or anything. Yeah. And the first post got about 10 likes. And the next one, I got about 20 likes. And I went, fuck. I'm Under the man and cat yeah. handle. Yeah, I thought, I'm going to be Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I'm going to be Kim Kardashian here. But Ron Kardashian. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't realise I didn't realise the impact that social media played in people's lives, and it was really naive of me. And I, I'll go around to when I do talks and our workshops, and I'll say to major, I'll say who here knows what an influencer is, mm -hmm. and and they, you know majority of the time, seventy five percent of the guys put their hands up, or the mm. women put their hands up, and you know, and I was in that. 25 that didn't yeah, so right. but anyway so it started evolving from there but what really got me was a couple of months into it still not telling anyone in the corner there was this little blue request and i didn't know what it was and i didn't want to push it 
because I didn't know what would happen. Your phone will blow up, mate. My phone will blow up. The account <laughs> would disappear. Yeah. Um, and I pushed it, and all of a sudden, all these messages were behind it. Uh-huh. Oh, so you checked your inbox. I checked my inbox. Good on you, mate. That's how, that's how rubbish <laughs> I was. Yeah. And, um, oh, good. and <laughs> what really, like, really got me was that, you know, there's people there that maybe aren't liking the post you did, but they want to have a chat about the post. Yeah. In private. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe we're onto something here. Yeah. And so from there it grew. Yeah. Um, and I was asked to do a workshop around the information once I, once a few people worked out it was me. Yeah. Um, and that was my first workshop. And then it went to the next one. And it went to the next one. And from there we've grown to where we are today. We're, we're about educating. That's incredible. Actually, I must say, until I met the likes of you and Gus Wallen, um, my idea of a influence, uh, I almost said influenza because I always think of that word when I think of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but an you wish some of those influencers yeah, would I, get influenza. I think, I think my brain had just been a bit like washed by sort of people selling stuff and, and like actual products and stuff like that. And I never thought of, of them being able to be someone who can actually influence positive change like that until yeah. I met you guys. And it's just something that has totally skipped my brain until the point where I thought, well, you can actually make a difference rather than just sell something. Like it, mm. it's so much, it's so much more important. Uh, this kind of chat, like it is what the world should be full of. That kind of influence. Mm. And look, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even call myself an influencer. Maybe a social changer or something yeah. like that. Yep. But if I can influence change in my circle of friends yeah. and the people that I meet through Man Anchor, yep. And then they spread, and they and they influence social change mm. and growth and then it keeps going and keeps yeah. going and then it turns into that it turns into that cultural change so i think that's what's powerful because yeah. like you've, you've you've seen it now guys yeah, doing absolutely. what you do yeah like, once someone knows that you're open to have the conversation around mental health mm. bang changes the game for that person uh, uh, look i know i can talk to brownie about mental health i know i can talk to luke about mental health because they do mm. the podcast Yep. And then all of a sudden, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And you do that for one mate and he goes to his workmates and he opens that door. His mate leaves and opens it with his mm. social mates and his soccer club, yep. and his footy club or whatever, and it just grows and it grows and it grows. Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty um, powerful message mm. for sure. It's like I actually saw one of your workshops. Um, you, you probably don't remember me. It was when I first got back from America in August 2019 up at the Fitzum gym and I was kind of in a really dark place then. I'd only been back a few weeks and Rob Pisto, who known to you obviously and a great friend of the, the show and me personally, I kind of opened up to him and said, oh, like, I'm just battling. He said, like, just come down to this, come down to this man anchor workshop and um, just just have a listen. And if you feel like talking, and I remember just sitting there and there was, at this stage, I hadn't really told my story to anyone. And there was a lot of guys in the, um, I think it was one of them, was it one the man up? One of those, it was, it was just, a, it was an all male class. And um, Oh, that's how let's talk. Yeah. yeah. It, and um, I remember sitting back and there was a few guys um that I knew. In fact, I probably knew half the 30-odd blokes were there and I just really wasn't comfortable kind of answering. Like, you ask some tough questions and you don't have to answer them and I kind of wasn't comfortable um, saying too much about my own personal struggles, but I, I remember taking so much out of it and um, we've kind of kept in touch ever since and I would love to get to one of those 
workshops again now and I just feel like I'd be like, you wouldn't be able to shut me up, <laughs> and which is hard to do. That's hard to believe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, about this topic a year ago, you would have gone, nah, you wouldn't mm. ever talk about it. But it's, it's crazy now that the, the conversations that both of us are able to have with anyone, um, be it a stranger now that can just come up to us. And one of my struggles before doing this was I just ran out of stuff to talk, talk to people about that like stayed on that happy trajectory of a conversation that I was comfortable in and it would kind of most of the time get to that point of like hey how are you good yeah great and then I'd just run out of things to talk about whereas now I have further questions to ask like I want to know more about this these people I want to know what position they're in I want to know if they have struggles whether or not they want to tell me or not but it's just given me that sort of extra leap into into like a conversation Mm. Um, being from a family that is a family full of media people like I was just always the one that was quiet and and never sort of asked more than one question yeah so well I just love what you're doing and I think I saw so many different posts with your face in it and um, <laughs> it's not it's that a rough head isn't it it's, not, it's it was a great head it actually really <laughs> suited the genre of people that you're aiming at is because you look like a, a rough rough and ready bloke yet you're out there doing those things that, that wouldn't normally be sort of associated with that type of bloke. I think my look disarms people because they're not intimidated yeah. by it. So I think that's one thing, but it has to change or my wife's going to leave me. Oh. It's already been spoken about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll, that'll be for the next podcast. Maybe yeah. you need to make it, make it your new logo or something, which is just your bearded yeah. face, and then it can live on forever. Yeah, my brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, we could have like, you know, Moses holds up the Ten Commandments, but you can, you can be Moses and hold up an anchor, and there you go, we've done it. Luke would make you like, revise yeah. your logo. Yeah, probably. Moses from Mananka. Yeah. Um, so how did uh, this kind of idea come about? Was there was there any sort of challenges in your own life or was it yeah, people yeah, around look, you? Or? Yeah, it was really about the people around me. And I grew up watching the effects of mental health and not understanding it. Mm. You know, the effects of poor mental health, mental illness and not understanding it and not being there for the people I cared about. And, you know, I think one of the things that people, once they've educated, they they really start to understand, oh, wait, I really didn't read that situation right. Mm. I didn't handle that situation right. Straight away, you, almost when you're talking to someone in, or through a program, you can see the little light bulb moments yep. in their head going, yep. crap, these are the signs and the symptoms of this disorder. And here, here's me telling my friend to harden up or to step through it, Yeah, come on. But really, this is what was going on. Don't be a pussy. Yeah. Wow. Aren't I a prick? It's going to be okay. <laughs> Aren't I a prick? You know, and that's, and for me, uh, some really close people to me were unwell and I just did not handle it well. Yeah. And, you know, these people now are two of my greatest supporters, which I'm so proud about. Um, but we all have opportunities for growth and learning. Mm. And, you know, I, that was that was a big wake up call for me, yeah. and I was a prick of a kid as well. So, yeah. yeah. But look, <laughs> these I think there's two two of you at the table. That I am nowhere near as bad as him. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the one the son you were talking to upstairs, yeah. Brownie. He's, he's the devil. He? He's the devil. The other one has a halo. He has horns, and all <laughs> you've done is fueled the fire. <sighs> no, I told he's him not to do all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, Mate, but what, you tell a kid not, not to, to do, do something, it, and they're going to do it, aren't they? 
Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. Yeah, Luckily, yeah. you only had eight minutes with him yeah. any longer. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Man is just your side hustle, isn't it? It is. It is. You work a real job. It is. I've got I, think, to find I well. think this is like the most amazing thing about what you do. Like, Man Anchor is a side hustle. You hold a nine to five job, you work your ass off, and then you come home. Like, you're drinking coffee here at eight o'clock at night because you've got a few hours of Man Anchor work to do tonight, and that's kind of what you do. Yep. Yep. It just, well, I, I get up early. Yep. I get up early every day and I've got a baby, a two-month-old yep. baby. It doesn't like sleeping, yep. so coffee's my new best friend. Okay. <laughs> and then so, like, I think last night or the night before you were doing, we, I think, Luke, we're going to touch on the kind of mental health first aid course yeah. and that other side, side hustle that you've got, obviously, the man hanker and the let's talk um, um, workshops. But tell us a bit about this mental health first aid course you do. Okay, well, the mental health first aid is one of, the three programs that we run, uh, mental health first. Start again. Mental health first aid is a program that was developed in Australia mm-hmm. uh, by a couple in Canberra. Um, nothing else to do in Canberra. <laughs> nothing else to do in Canberra. Um, but the, 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 this program was um, uh, developed by uh, Betty Kitchener and her husband, both academics. Um, she just sounds smart, Betty Kitchener. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's good at cooking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, touchy subject. I was just the cook Kitchener thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, okay. yeah she, Betty sexist. belongs in a kitchen, doesn't she? <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Jesus. Sorry, Sorry Steve. Well, I, yeah, keep it's going. It's all right. I'll cut that out. I'm editing it, so that's fine. <laughs> that stays. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the program was developed by them after lived experience with mental health disorder, yep. and they thought about it their you know their experience and they said well there's nothing like physical first aid for a mental health first aider and so they moved to melbourne and developed the program with melbourne university i'm not sure which one it is but a university in melbourne and that's now grown to i think the fourth edition of mental health first aid standard it's running i think 28 countries across the world there's over 2 million mental health first aiders in the world um and yeah, one Nate, Nathan. yeah, Nate's one, one of them. <laughs> yeah. Nate's one of the 800,000 Australian mental yeah, first aiders, which, which is great. So it's it's a really wonderful program. So I think the pro, you know, the, the Let's Talk, I did it fits them with Robbie. I think I asked the question, who here is a physical first aider? Yeah, and there's a bunch of them. I think probably... I think there was probably only two people that didn't put their hand up. Yeah, I and was one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was one of them. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, because um, there was a bunch of fireys, fireys in there. Fireys in yeah, there. Yeah, 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 a bunch of fireys in there. And um, and I said, look, how many are you here? And they said, how many mental first aiders in yeah. there? And I think one or two people put their hand up. Yeah. I said, that's brilliant. Um, yeah. And that was Robbie and uh, I think Steve Lowndes was yeah. and and maybe Chris Lloyd were the three guys that who had done your yeah who had done one of the first incarnations of your. Your uh, mental health. No, no, because you didn't start till. No, mental. no, we, we, we were well into it by then. We you were, were doing well the mental into, health yeah. first aid by then? Yep, yep. So we started mental health first aid. What year are you in? Probably 2021. 2021. It's almost 2022. <laughs> it's COVID gets you and yeah. the grey hair gets you. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, So we've, we've been doing it since 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah. right. So, okay, so they yeah. did do it with you. Yeah. So they definitely did it because, yeah, I was, I was there. But, um, there, um, but yeah, we spoke about who's here's physical first yeah. aid. I said, well, the difference between mental first aid and physical first aid is that 
Um, you know, just like physical first aid gives you the ability to be able to support and care for someone until they seek clinical yep. support. Yep. Well, this is for your mental health. Yep. There's no difference. Um, you learn about the different uh, disorders. You learn about um, anxiety, depression, yep. um, suicide, um, psychotic disorders. Um, and then you learn about crises as well, like yep. panic attacks um, uh, and uh, drug and alcohol abuse yeah. and substance that, abuse. I, I, I've forgotten it now, but I texted you at the time. I used the um, one of the one of the modules I used in a real life practice at work because I knew something was going on with this guy, and I was able to kind of use what I learned to just kind of get in and have him feel comfortable to talk to me. And I, it was an amazing experience for me because it really was the first time I'd gone back to school. Um, since I left school and like as you heard me talking to your son earlier before we started this I was never a good student I always struggled and I was always in trouble so when I finished high school in 99 I was I knew I was never going to put I knew I was never going to do a second of study or anything else so it was the first time in almost 20 years that I got back into a classroom albeit the the digital version and and true to form, I actually didn't turn up for the first class. <laughs> That's right. Remember, but yeah. you know, we fitted you this in. is this is the beauty yeah. of that story and why I think it's good was because I was comfortable saying to you, I was having a shit day and I was just like, you know what? I just and it was the Monday I, I skipped the meditation class with Mitchell Woods and Tuesday I skipped and I said, Listen, Steve, I'm just having I was just having a shitty mm. couple of days and I was comfortable telling Steve mm. that I just didn't want to do it. And he he um, as graciously as ever, I said, listen, a couple other people didn't turn up and he put us on on an extra night and we got to do it. And I, I was first in and last to leave in the sec second week of the class and it was just a great experience, just another awesome learning experience and, and doing it with Steve and just just a really powerful message and just, you know, that's something on my resume now that I'm mm. a mental health first aid officer. Every, everyone has the physical for every every company over, what, 10 people has to have a um, physical first aid officer. Every company above five should have, someone should have that mental health first mm -hmm. aid certificate because it's, it, it's out there and now people can talk about it and, you, you know, especially given the last 12 to 18 months the world's had, there's a lot of problems out there and, you know, a mental health first aid officer can't fix all the problems but it can get that person going in the right direction to get those mm. problems fixed, can't it? Yeah, it's – yeah. I, I famously had a young guy who I trained in mental health first aid said, so now I've completed this, can I change my Tinder profile to um, health professional? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> mate, no, you can't. <laughs> but good luck anyway. Um, but what it does – so you can't diagnose someone's disorder. It doesn't make you a, a clinical professional. But what it does, it gives you really good understanding of – mental health yeah of the, dis the different disorders different crisis uh, and crises sorry and and how you can best support someone and guide them to um, clinical support and on their path to wellness mm. and having that having that knowledge that you're not gonna f everything up yep just really really drives people yeah you know and one of the things is I will add is that you know, we talk about physical first aid. You know, you, you use that often maybe or maybe occasionally. Mm. But mental first aid you use every other day, I promise you, because you get to understand these 
the, in the different conversations you had, you read them differently a little yeah. bit. And you think, oh, wait a minute. And the behaviours, you go, wait a minute, this person hasn't turned up. Wait a I've spoken to them. I wonder if something's going on here. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like as well, like you say, it, it's not just relevant to the workplace either, is it? It's like it's something that's transferable to every parts of your life. I remember, I think you said like, trust me, after this course, you'll look at the homeless differently. Like you'll look at the drunk in the corner differently mm. because they might be have, going through something that's causing that, the psychosis or whatever it might be. And then you've all of a sudden you've got this extra level of empathy. That I, That's what really got me. I think it really tapped into – a, a whole bunch of empathy. Usually I would be the first person to make fun of, uh, I will I'd make fun of everyone, but like the, 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 the town drunk or the, mm. the bum on the bench, mm. that would be a guy that I, like I, I could easily make fun of, if not to his face, but to the people I'm with, just to look mm. at this pathetic guy. But then, then now I look at those people so, so differently. And, you know, you think you, obviously you ca- you got to be careful, but you think, how can I help that person instead of, why am I making fun of that person type yep. thing? So it's it's a powerful message and we're going to put some links up to um, the next courses available for that. But just as excitingly for us, we believe we've got a few uh, extra raffle prizes for the Loot the Lake, right? Yes. So we'll donate three participants to the yep. wonderful cause and yep. fundraising efforts. Unreal, That's mate. Awesome. It's um, yeah. It's just again, just another beautiful sign of what this kind of mental health community is like. When I reached out to Steve earlier today ahead of the podcast, and like I said, oh, can we maybe have one? He's like, here's three. Like yeah. within like what two minutes, he yeah. wrote back. It's just thank you, mate. I um, we're gonna get Luke to do it as well. But tell us how how do people get to this? Yep, you can go to manancher.com.au and make an inquiry through there or you can go straight to me with Stephen at manancher.com.au or you can hit up hit us up on any of our socials. Um manancher underscore no man. You were doing so well up until then. Yeah. You started with yeah, the hit us yeah. up and look then. you just look for the anchor. <laughs> yeah. The anchor. Just There's a man, man with anchor. an anchor. He yeah. looks like Moses. We'll yeah. put it in all our descriptions and bios and everything for all our posts anyway. So if you want to find them uh, it'll be easy to do. What's the what? What's the difference for you? Like, what do what are you? What's your takeaways from a let's talk and a mental health first aid course? Like, how do you feel after? Because that's exhausting, right? Pouring all that emotion into those things, or how how does uh, that affect you? It's no, I I I I think it's I don't get exhausted by it. I I I, I assume it'd be like being in a band. Yep. Doing a gig like that, playing the same That's songs I, every night. Yeah, yeah, but no, but you get on, you get on, yeah. and you get a high out of it because yeah. you're getting interaction. Yep, you know. So I, look, there's in that room there. There's a drum kit and there's guitars all around the place, and I'm rubbish at playing music, but I'm the guy that always wanted to be in a band. Yep. Yeah, but now I'm just in a band called Man Anchor, and we go around playing tunes about mental health. Um, but but it is. I get up, I do my stuff, I get interaction, and I like I come home and I can't sleep. I'm on high. Yeah, you know. I think that's a lot. That's probably how we can describe the podcasting experience yeah, yeah. a little bit as well, isn't it? Like we've both worked in um, live sports and events for a long time, and always after a live event, like you're so tired, but you're such a such a buzz about it. But this, like, you're not tired. Like you're just so. It, it, for me, it's kind of can be emotionally exhausting, especially when I'm talking more about myself. Like. Focusing on the guest is totally fine, but when I'm talking about my problems, it, 
does mm. get a bit hard, but I just the, the thrill of doing this stuff and kind of hearing your story is like, I don't sleep tonight for sure. It's like I'll be buzzing as well because it's just powerful listening to your great message, Steve. So yeah, thanks. Look, it's you guys are doing exactly the same thing. You're just using your medium of podcasts. Mm. And it's about staying that conversation and removing and chipping away at each of those barriers. And with each podcast, you learn something new about well-being and mm. mindfulness and the correlation between health, uh, both physical and mental. And see, that's, that's what it's about. It's about picking stuff up. Every course I do, no matter what it is, if they're um, communicating with care, let's talk, or mental first aid, yep. I pick something up. Yep. Like we, we now do teen mental first aid, mm-hmm. a few... Last year, I decided that the way that we're going to make generational change is a top-down, bottom-up approach. So we get the adults educated and get their literacy level up, and then we get the adolescents and them educated, and we meet in the middle. So now we go into high schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I go into a high school and I pick stuff up. Yeah, you know, like hearing how um, you know a sixteen or seventeen-year-old talks about mental health. Like guys, when we were sixteen, seventeen. We would not have the the emotional intelligence. No, fuck no. The literacy levels that they have about mental health. Some of the words that we had growing up, or they've got now, weren't even didn't even exist when we were growing up. I was about to say that. Like I've noticed in this last year, just younger kids and and just the importance of mental health. And I was like, I didn't think about it until last year. Yeah. (laughs) Like. And, and the stuff I've learned in a year, like I can only imagine what they're going to learn from the age of 16 yep. and the tools that they'll have to survive anything that gets thrown at them with, yep. within their life. is just, uh, just It's so much more powerful being able to target them and, and get them, like make them comfortable with it, yep. or have them be comfortable with it so that when it does come to the time and 25 years old and, and old, old mate in the corner is having a bit of a rough night, someone can actually go and talk to him and, and nip it in the butt before it actually anything happens. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. So but then just, there's the thought of, you know, the conversations you're going to have with your child. Mm. You know, you meet at that sweet point again. Yep. And you then the conversations that these guys, these 15, 16, 17-year-olds are going to have with their kids mm. another 20 years, yeah. 30 years. Yep. It's, it's, it's going to be a completely different ballpark. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to make a difference. Yep. And, you know, mental health is no different to any other illness. The sooner that you acknowledge it and you get treatment or nip it in the butt, mm. the sooner you become well again. So if we're talking about, you know, heart disease or, or a physical injury like a hammy, you know, the sooner you, you get in, you get treatment, the sooner you're well again. And if kids can talk about it, it's not to say that people won't be unwell, but if they're able to reach out and get that support sooner, the sooner they'll become well again. Mm. And the risk of them becoming acutely unwell will change as well. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's a powerful message. I actually went to my psychologist today and um, it's the first time I've seen him for a couple of months. And I'm like, I went in there and I kind of bounced in there because life's really good for me <laughs> at the moment. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, I've, I don't have a complaint in the world right now. He's like, that's great. But remember, you've got, you've got all these tools. You've used, keep using them. Don't just throw it all away now. Don't, mm. don't be a dickhead. Don't go start partying and doing drugs and st- don't stop meditating, all that other stuff. I thought it was really interesting that he's like, he just kind of tempered my kind of expectations. Like he said, like, I love your energy right now, but you know, just 
just be mindful of where, where you've come from and you don't want to go back down that road. So mm. it's kind of always about maintenance as well for your mental health, isn't it? That's kind of a message you preach as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you've been unwell with your mental health, either um, you've gradually become unwell and you've worked it out and become well again or you were acutely unwell and, and, um, and needed clinical support, um, what you do to become well is work on strategies yep. and tips. Just once again, just like if we were to go to a Cairo mm. um, with our back, and yep. and we the Cairo would give us exercises to work on a path of wellness for mm-hmm. our back. You know those, you know those practices stay with us because when we stop doing them, what happens? Our yeah, back becomes, the back's fucked. Yeah, back yeah it's funny you should mention yeah. that Nathan's back is fucked too. Yeah, that's the only. That's the only. That's the only problem at the moment. My back's fucked. So, <laughs> so thanks, Steve, for yeah, reminding sorry. me about that. But it's it's true. Like you get a skin cancer cut out, you're gonna be so you're gonna be cautious. You're not once you got it cut out, you're not gonna just go back out in the sun mm. and be a dickhead in the sun again. So, so it's the same for your mental health. And I find like just talking about and is is honestly the best cure that yep. the best medicine for my mental health is talking about it whether it's good or bad mm. it's it's you know like gone are the days for me where i just wouldn't answer my phone or respond to text messages i can respond to a guy that i'd met like two times in my whole life and just said listen i just my head's not in it right now so so i think it's so important that the message you you are getting out there your hashtag is let's talk right mm. and then you you've skateboarded like i'm looking at your skateboarding the man anchor suffering from a mental health condition is not a sign of weakness it's the opposite if you can talk about that ment- that mental health condition uh, that's a show of strength as far as i'm concerned yeah and see see that suffering i hate that suffering yeah. I, I think it's more the suffering gives a a derogative term mm-hmm. i think it's living with yeah. You know, we did that in the early days. And, yeah. you know, I'm still learning yeah. and growing. But I, I really think you change that suffering to living with. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, you, you can... Who you made your skateboard, mate? Let's change, get out. Change it now. Change yeah, it change now. it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it's it's an on... Look, we all have mental health. Every single one of us. Every single one of us that are listening to this podcast has mental health. Yep. Okay. We all have an opportunity for us to become unwell at some stage. Yeah. All of us. Some of us may happen to us when we're younger. Um, some of us may when we're older. But we all will have um, a challenge with our mental health at some point, mm. depending on the se- severity of it. Yep. Um, but we're all we're all as you know we will all face that challenge at some point. And what the biggest thing is around education is is teaching men and women what that looks like, mm. so they can acknowledge that they're unwell and not just kind of brush it off, Yep. address it, seek support, and get well again. Do you think the government needs to do more to kind of subsidise things like what you and uh, Gus, Gus and Gotcha for Life are doing? There's so many good, good oh, yeah. ones. Um, I mean, there's some that get a lot of publicity, like Are You OK Day and, and the likes, but Are You OK Day should be 360 like there shouldn't just be one day or one week where you, mm. you you make an effort to reach out to a friend or family member like what what how how can how can the listeners help spread your message live it live it live it educate themselves you don't have to educate yourself through man anchor yeah just educate yourself um i money is great because money gives you opportunities to reach more people and that's just a fact Mm. Um, the you know the big guys do get a large chunk of the money, but you know you look at gas and you look at other these kind of these kind of second tier 
Oh, well, I put Gus and, and Gotcha on that first here, yeah. but they don't get the same financial recognition as the other ones. And look, the work that Lifeline and Beyond Blue and the Black Dog Institute mm. do is unbelievable because yep. they're out there at the coalface, 365 days yeah. a year. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Who knows? Well, that would have days. been a blooper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and they're there. They're there, you know, dealing with crisis, yeah. doing the research. And what, you know, what we are um, and um, Gotch for Life and Tomorrow Man and these other organisations, we're taking it to the people. Mm. We're yep. taking that information. Yeah, I'll call you guys on the coal face. To, yeah. to be honest, you're, you're front like, line. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You are. You are the first respondents, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. you are, you like bless. Uh, obviously, all that lifeline stuff. Like they're yeah, they do great work as well. But I think the the messaging that guys like you and Gas like you that's messaging you take away from for a lifetime, right? Like if you, people only use Lifeline and Beyond Blue if they if they need it, right? This is almost your guys is kind of prevention more so than cure in a lot mm. of ways is kind of getting these conversations happening mm. yeah but also we want everyone to have the fortitude to say hey i need it yep it's the and we want them to be able to say hey brownie you and i are going to ring lifeline together yep because if we don't take that step then we have the opportunity of losing a loved one yep so look if it's there use it if it's got the funding use it yep um because you know i've only got so many tools and so many skills. Like one of the big things that I get, like, and Gus and I were talking about the other day during a program we were running, and you know how often people reach out, and it's usually the messages or the call is, Steve, you know, I've got a friend, I want to be able to, um, I want to be able to help him, but I don't know how to fix him. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, hey, 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 let's roll it back a bit, one step at a time. Are you a doctor? No. Are you a mental health clinician in any way? No. Well, I'll tell you what, take the pressure off yourself. Think of it this way. You don't need to fix him. You just need to support him. Yeah. Think of it this way. Hey, Steve, I've got a friend who I want to be able to help. I just don't know how to support him. And as soon as you put that support in your head, you start to think of those supports, those practical mm, supports yeah, that you can give someone. Yeah. And you take away that shitload of pressure of you need to having all the answers. And then you can just be there. Yeah. And that's what the message is as well that I think Gus and Gotcha for Life and um, and us and a lot of other programs are getting out there. Mm. I've definitely learned that over the yeah, last year. That yeah, just, there's a difference between fixing and supporting. Yeah. And supporting is nine times out of ten so much better than fixing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, Sometimes you just can't fix the problem. So you can't. You just and, need to, to work out how to, how to get them through it. Yeah. Mm. And... I, I don't know, on your journeys, guys, you know, what would be some practical supports that you've been given from a friend, you know, or a family member mm. or a partner? They're, they're not groundbreaking. No, nah, no. Nah, but to you, not. to you, that was like, hey, that's like, that's like unpacking a rock that I've been holding in my backpack yeah. for well, the last use, 24 I hours, use, 48 hours. I use the analogy that like your mental health is under lock and key and you're the only one with a copy of that key. And But you can give your par- your mum, your friend a copy of that key and just say, hey, listen, I'm struggling. And then all of a sudden they've got a copy of that key so they can get into your head. They can ask those tough questions at any one time. And one of my favourite things that I got out of this podcast and kind of opening up was like, 
the, the, the connection that like my family was super close already, but we ask the tough questions. Now we have a, what me and my dad hug and say, I love you. Like when we say hello and goodbye, every time I see him a couple of times a week, if we live around the corner from each other, it's just little things like that. It's just has opening up has opened up. So much. the relationship we got, Luke and I have has kind of changed immensely because neither of us really even knew what he, his wife was the common denominator who knew mm my struggles and knew his struggles but us as two middle middle-aged 30 year old 30 30 somethings mid-30s that's yeah. what i'm looking for not yeah. middle-aged men well I, yeah middle-aged middle 30s middle mid-30s <laughs> i'm late 30s tomorrow in a couple of weeks but just that that bond is me and him talking more and that's like what you say it's opened up all these friend um conversations where you know the first question is not did you watch the footy last night? It's like, fuck, how, how's everything going with COVID? Like, how are the kids? Like, finance, is that okay? I know you've been out of work for a while, so you can have all those conversations. And like you say, it's not groundbreaking fucking stuff. It's just being comfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. When we started this podcast and we were kind of spitballing what it looked like and um, a name for it, we one of the taglines we had was like the pub conversation you should be having. And that mm. was kind of talking about stuff that you wouldn't talk about. And now we talk about it every time we see each other. Mm. I don't know. There wasn't even really a question there, was there? I was just no, talking. But that's that's exactly what it is. It's mm. about you, you now have that connection. Mm. If you were both in a mountain bike riding, you'd have that connection on a mountain bike, yep. you know, but you have that connection because you've lived experience with mental health, but now you have this passion yep. of sharing and exploring and growing people's literacy and, and knowledge on on something that affects all of us because mm. you've seen the effects of it. I think that's, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's, I think you said it earlier, like the best thing you can do is, is, is pass on your lived experience, mm. whether it be good or bad. And you just don't worry alone was Gus. Another one, another one of the things that's really stood mm. with us is like Gus said was one of his taglines was don't worry alone. I thought that was just so powerful that, you know, you tell one person and the weight of the world is lifted off your shoulders once that one conversation's had, mm. and and that's that's a life changing conversation for a lot of people, yeah. And a life ending conversation, if, if 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 life ender, if that conversation doesn't happen, is the reality of it. Sometimes, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it's the 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 tough reality. Mm. You know, you are a massive like pillar of strength and someone who a lot of people look to for for help and and support. Um, what do you, where do you go when Steve's not doing so good? Oh, okay. Well, you know, so my, my dad, my next two days look like this. Um, 11 o'clock I've got, uh, 11 o'clock I've got a dentist appointment and then I've got a physio appointment. You don't go to the dentist when you're feeling down though. No, I've it's got fine. a sore tooth. <laughs> okay. I've got a sore tooth. Good. But then at the same time on Friday, I've got a psych appointment. Mm -hmm. Now, I use my psych like I use my physio mm. yep. to keep me on the right path yep. because we have some really, really heavy conversations. Yeah. Like any any given day, I could have someone text me and say, oh, you know, I've been feeling really shit. I've been thinking about stuff that probably isn't great. Yep. Um, what should I do? Mm. Oh, all right, okay. And you get that over time. Yeah. Or, and then you think about the person a bit more and then you get another – so things can build up. Yeah. So I use my once a month 
psychology appointment yep. as you know a way to do a health check on myself. Wow, you know, isn't that get, incredible that mm. like a guy who's just got it all together, right? Is, oh, is, I don't. I don't. You just go up, <laughs> ask my beautiful yeah, wife, yeah. Nat, who is my other psychologist. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. I don't. And I, you know, people think that one thing people get really upset to know that I haven't had some, you know, chronic disorder. Yeah. And not upset, but they, they kind of get disappointed. Like, yeah. Oh, really? I thought yeah. you would. But no, but, but I've seen the effects. But. I have good days and bad days, and yeah. I think that's that's the difference between understanding what mental health is yep. and what it isn't. Yep. You know, to have good mental health is to have shit days and good days, yeah. and be able to flow up and down that spectrum, yeah. that mental health spectrum from the poor side yep. to the good side, to yep. the good side to the poor side. Yep. You know, and, and that happens to everyone, and you know, including me, I get stuck at that poor side sometimes as well. But I've got strategies in place. Yeah. Um, I've got exercises yeah. in my life, like things that can bring me out of it, yeah. self-care exercises. Yeah, you know? yeah and surf- surfing's a big one for you, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, as, you, as you grow older, you don't get to surf as much. Yeah. You've got responsibilities. I've yeah. got two jobs and, you, you know, some are soccer coach, I'm a oh. this, some are that. I'm a, you know, so you get – but when you do get in the water, you go, wow – this is nice. Mm. This is just me time. Yep. So what do I do? I go to the gym. That's my self-care. Yep. And I have my psych- psychological appointments and I talk to my wife who's a beautiful reader of you – know, I heard you say in one of the episodes about how your wife just changed your life because she just pick you, mm. pick your mood and, and that's the same. She goes, yep. what's happening? Yeah. You know, why, why aren't you saying something? Yeah. Well, why aren't you making comment on that? Usually you do yeah, that. Yeah, you know? your loud okay. mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a barometer. Yep. But I think that's the great thing. If we're able to have those conversations with more than just a couple of people, yep. then you've got all these brom- all these people just keeping an eye on each other. Yeah, yep. Not being psychologists. But yeah, so I went on waffle then. But yeah, I have a psychologist and yep. she's lovely, Dr. Elliot. Yep. Shout out. <laughs> um, and and so I see her regularly and I'll walk, I'll walk in or do it here in the little dungeon via... Yep video conference yeah and i won't have anything to say i think everything's cool yeah and an hour later i'm like fuck oh that's some shit <laughs> where, did that wow, come from? <laughs> where did all that come from yeah and i walk upstairs and she goes how was that and i said yeah pretty good yeah interesting good. Yeah. yeah that was me yeah. today yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. yeah right okay yep yep <laughs> so i think you're you said it best is a simple conversation could potentially save a life and mm. i think that's just such an important message and you've just been an incredible guest to have on and i've Honestly, since I don't think I've been this excited about meeting someone since the Gus Wallen episode. Oh, um, oh rare, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm blushing here. Yeah. Just because of just because of this space, like it's 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 a space that we weren't in twelve months ago, or it might have been about no, it was just under twelve months ago um, that we got into this space, and I've kind of I've changed my tack of who my heroes are. So, and yep. it, it's the likes of you guys and Gus Wall and stuff like that. And, and now Nathan being a yeah. mental health first aider. Health professional. Health prof- no, you can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. no, you're also taken, so you can't go on Tinder. <laughs> no, we're not for Tinder, just me, resume. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I've got the dates here and I think I've got them right for your next first aid courses. Yep. They're, they're the February 15th and 22nd. Sold out. Sold out. So you can't have them Yeah, anymore. bad luck. Uh, and then March 22nd and 29th. Yes, and then we'll have more dates in. Yeah. In uh, what comes after March, April, May. So, and the run through the year. So, if, if someone's interested in doing it, 
um, just reach out and we'll we'll hook them up. Yeah, and we'll obviously we'll share it on our on our link in our bio of uh, of how to get to you and how can to, I can how can I do the fits and fast five? I was just about to ask you the fits and fast five. All right, I've got a new segment. Oh, okay. Episode two, Fits and Fast Five. Sponsored by Robbie, is it? Sponsored by Robbie. Okay. I caught Robbie completely off guard. He <laughs> did the first one, so it was a bit awkward. So the Fits and Fast Five with Steve Gamble. Who was your childhood hero? Uh, crap. I don't, my this mum is and not dad. going well. My mum and dad. As an adult, who's your hero? My wife. Favourite thing about Steve Gamble? My compassion. Least favourite thing about Steve Gamble? React too quickly to some things. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, this is not um, family feud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got a bit more time. Um, someone says mental health. What's the first thing you think of? Healthy self. Healthy self. I like that. I love it. I Healthy like that self. a lot. And I love the fact that uh, your two heroes, whether it be past and present, were both exactly the same as Rob's. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I Robbie's have. a good guy. So, and shout out. I didn't know the baby was born, so congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> I family. put him as our number one supporter, honestly. 100%. So yeah, yeah. I think, you know, being in this space with him, it's just like he started the, the charity fundraiser. We're just kind of riding on his coattails of all the good stuff he does within the community. And hopefully, Steve, we can do a lot more stuff with you as well because like Goldie – Goldie probably came across Man Anchor a bit more recently, like since podcast, but I, I've been a long-time follower since, you know, August 2019. So I, I love what you do in this space and you're definitely a guy to admire and look up to. So we learn a lot from you. So keep spreading the good word and we'll, we'll do our bit as well. Yeah, guys, I'm always here to support and thank you for having me on. I appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, mate. Um, so, Nathan, that wraps up another episode. Yes. We'll just do another quick shout-out to please go and like and subscribe. On yeah, all, all that things. stuff. Yeah, we do need some that. reviews. We reviews need some written reviews on on iTunes. But more importantly, what? we'll put up the information about the Loop the Lake fundraiser, which is coming up. Yes. It's only a month away. Less no, than a month March away. March 19th. Oh, a bit over a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, plenty of time to, to get on that. Um, I don't think he's opened up donations yet. No, it's very open. close. It is open? Yes, it's okay, open. Okay, cool. And it'll be Mate, open. did you do any fucking work, pre-production work here? <laughs> Mate. You sound like you know nothing. I, I'm just trying to involve you, you try, in the conversation, <laughs> oh, so it's just, not just me okay. doing this rap. Okay, so you're just trying to make me look smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can go. We'll post the link. that It's up there um, through Facebook. You can donate now. I think we're up over two grand now, and, you know, now – about five grand's worth of prizes for the raffle on the day at um, down at Narrabeen Lake. So it's going to be a great day for a great cause with a lot of great people. So Yep, definitely. Big shout out to Man Anchor for their donation and Audio Technica for their donation. Yep. Um, we'll wrap this up for another episode, Nathan. We'll be back in two weeks. We're going to keep the schedule this year. Yeah, we're going to do drop it Wednesday fortnight. Yeah, Wednesday's the day. Hump day. Hump day. Cool. Cool. All right. All right see you, Luke. Okay. Love see you. Good to see you. Love you too. Bye. 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 Happy birthday, Dad.